Hey everybody, and welcome to the Darkcast. I'm your host, Jonathan, and this is DCI number 144. In this episode, Brian and I are talking to Carl Morgan about his first game, Snowflake's Chance. Snowflake's Chance is a bizarre, creepy 2D platformer where you play as a fluffy little bunny trying to escape the depths and terrors of hell. Uh, The game comes out very soon. Uh, You can find links in the show notes to this episode on darkstation.com. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now on with the show. joining us on the dark cast how are you doing i'm doing really good thanks for having me absolutely glad to glad to have you on the show uh we, we've got questions about uh you know like animal rights and torturing bunnies and stuff that uh that we're gonna go <laughs> over in a little bit um quite right, well, you've cur- come to the right place reflect. so that, that's great i'm, I'm glad we, we have the the source the uh the the master the, the know-it-all uh, but before we get into our uh, the meat of the discussion, which is Snowflake's Chance, uh, before we talk about that, let's talk a little bit about who you are and, and what you do. Sure. Um, so yeah, I'm Carl Morgan. I'm a uh, graphic artist and games designer. Um, got into games development a couple of years ago using Game Maker Studio. Ooh. And um, yeah, I'm the developer for Snowflake's Chance, which has been my first big game project. Very cool. Is it is Snowflake's Chance made in Game Maker? Yeah, completely. Yeah. That's cool. That's uh, this. I think it's like the third game that we've interviewed somebody on that uh, the game has been made in Game Maker. Um, so it's it's not quite as popular as some of the other ones, but it's always interesting because it just that engine seems so ground level of like it's like when somebody actually makes a real game made in Game Maker, it's like oh, like. This is actually something yeah. real people can do. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hotline Miami was one of those. I mean, it made me really realize yeah. like just the, the potential that the, the system had. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, how long have you been working with the, uh, with the engine and kind of learning how to do um, I used to use it even when I was a kid, like, you know, but the sort of early iterations of it, I'd just make sort of little Donkey Kong clones and little platformers and stuff, but... Just in the last couple of years, I've really sort of gotten into it in a big way. Sat down with the manual and tried to learn all the coding and stuff. Nice. How long was it before you stopped doing the uh, the dragging and dropping, and actually were were writing out your own uh, code? Uh, yeah, that's that's when I, when I really started getting serious. Yeah, about about two years ago. Um, when I was a kid, I used to do the drag and drop, but it's it's a lot harder really than coding it. It's it's more more of an abstraction doing doing those drag and drops. Hmm. Okay. I imagine it's a lot faster too, just writing instead of clicking through menus and dragging. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what uh, what made you want to get into game design? Has that always been a passion of yours, or? Yeah, absolutely. Um, always had a huge interest in it. Like uh, any any games that had a map editor in them, I'd always spend like, almost the whole time just making maps. Like uh, Warcraft Three, I don't think I even touched the campaign, but mm-hmm. sunk hours into that little map editor. Nice, very nice. Uh, you, you may have mentioned it uh, just before, uh, but uh, what um, what what is your background in, and what what did you go to to school for? 
Well, I studied uh, graphic design, so I've been doing like little freelance jobs here and there for the most part, like uh, band posters and like also just like web comics, uh, like art for the internet, and uh, yeah, just sort of slowly veered off into this game design direction. Uh, now the the game is hand drawn. What what does that mean when it comes to a game? Because I mean, I, I guess the the biggest example would be like Cuphead. Uh, people know is kind of like a hand drawn game, but like, how does that differ from other sprite based games? Or does it differ? It just comes down to fluid. yeah. I what? I think there's a there's a difference. So it's okay. it's just sort of the methodology for for how I've actually done it. So like rather than designing them all digitally like in, in Photoshop or a sprite editing program, I'll actually sit down with a like some graph paper and, and draw out each of the individual frames. And I just okay, give so, it a much so like sort of... quite literally hand drawn. That's that's awesome. Absolutely, that's, yeah. Okay. Pencils and pens and, and then scanning them in and reducing them and it's <laughs> it's quite laborious, but I think it's worth it. It it gives the art style a, a nice sort of fluidity that you don't really get from uh, okay. people doing it the other way. Sure, it so definitely with, makes it um, distinct. Absolutely. With all yeah, the work so. put into put into the actual um, drawing and the art, um, what makes you hate rabbits so much? <laughs> um, hmm. I, it's not so much that I hate them, but it's uh, there's something to be said for seeing a, a cute little critter like get splattered in really gruesome ways. Like it, it, it touches something visceral in people, I think, and that's, that's sort of why I wanted to go with a rabbit. Yeah, I was. Assuming, I want you to not want him to die. I was assuming that yeah, since you're from Australia, and as everyone knows, everything on Australia is trying to kill you. I thought you just had like a different breed of rabbits that were like vicious and terrible. Uh, yeah, like the one from Monty Python. And that's actually, you want those rabbits to die. Um, but no, wow. just the, the cruelty of humanity. That's good. That's good. <laughs> that's, that's always a better answer, the cruelty of humanity. <laughs> uh, nice fluffy things dying, bouncing off of rocks. Yeah, that's it. It's the, it's the great equalizer. It gets to all of us. <laughs> So so so. Go for it, Jonathan. Oh, I was just gonna say, what is um, Snowflake's chance? If you could just kind of lay it out for for people that have never heard of the game. Yeah, sure. So um, it's a brutal side-scrolling platformer with yeah, like hand-drawn artwork, and um, the whole game's essentially one giant pit, sort of like a uh, Super Metroid. Like it's all all one big map, and you've got ninety-nine chances to get to the top. Um, so there's checkpoints, but you, you're going to find yourself tumbling like halfway back down the pit a lot of the time. And um, essentially the core gameplay, it's, it's trying to navigate your way up, up, and like avoiding all the, all the demonic critters and everything. And um, you can use stealth and like puppies and other little sort of cute critters as bait or distractions. But um, you never actually so have worse. to. <laughs> puppies! <laughs> Yeah, I want people to sort of uh, question their, their moral integrity as they're playing it. <laughs> because, um, yeah, you, you never actually have to use the puppies or the, or the other critters as bait. It's, there's like, always another way up, and you can get an achievement if, if you finish the game with a, with a clean conscience. <laughs> um, so so what, is, what is the backdrop, though? Why is Snowflake um, in hell, in, in the pit, and, and trying to escape? 
Um, it's a pretty light story, really. It's um, so you're just a little rabbit, and you eat a, a cursed cob of corn, and it's very um, it's a simple idea of like, sort of like drag me to hell, like the uh, the earth just opens up and swallows you, and yeah, you you just gotta find your way back out. Was the was the corn meant for somebody else to find to stumble upon? Did poor Snowflake just kind of happen happen uh, happenstance? That he runs yeah, on this, or was it like it's Providence that he found this and he was the bunny that was dragged to hell? <laughs> well, that's open to interpretation, I suppose, but I, I tend to think of it more as just a unfortunate circumstance for the rabbit. I, I don't think it did anything. A evil evil warlock walking through the field accidentally drops cursed corn meant for some prince. And instead, is like you know, this poor rabbit gets a hold of it, and there he goes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so you mentioned that uh, you can use you know, puppies as well as other animals as bait. Uh, how how does that work? Um, and the kind of the website mentions that you can enlist animals. Are they are they joining your cause, or are they just going into your inventory? Kind of what's the uh, how does that work? In the yeah, game? you um. You can swallow a certain amount of, uh, like you can swallow up to like three puppies or up to four bunny rabbits. And um, it's a, there's a lot of stealth elements in the game. So you, the puppies, they, they can just sort of sit there, but you can also bounce off the top of them. And you just sort of use them creatively. Like you, if you're trying to get past the stealth section, you can drop a puppy in the way of one of your enemies and they'll, they'll be distracted, like just ma- mauling the puppy. And you can, you can walk past. Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> I have questions. I'm Snowflake, Snowflake can swallow uh, multiple other animals? Do you <laughs> yeah, know you how can... bunnies work? <laughs> it's in a thing called uh, intestinal menagerie, where you can fill up your whole uh, internal inventory. You can have about like nine or ten animals. <laughs> That's amazing. Is it? Is it just? Is it a property of the pit that allows him to do this, or was he just a a naturally talented rabbit prior to him eating the cursed corn? Um, I think it's it's more just a cartoon logic, you know. If, if things can do what they need to. to oh, okay, no, okay, I can totally buy that. If this is like, if the pit. If we go from the from the, I have to rationalize all this. I have to in my head. If we go from. <laughs> Bunny eats cursed corn into like cartoon hell. Then, at, okay, mm. totally. He's just pulling. They're, they're literally coming out of a pocket dimension. I okay, I'm fine with that. that's. So, yeah. What, yeah, what stops it from being cartoon cursed corn though? Come again, sorry. I said, what what stops it from being cartoon cursed corn though? Ah, hmm. That might be a question for a smarter person. I think. That's... <laughs> I mean, we could we could have like a um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit kind of situation going on here. I'm just I'm just throwing yeah, that out there. There's a little bit of um, sort of live action imagery in the game too. I've like taken some actual photos of uh, like rabbits screaming and just sort of layered them in there. Like the when things are getting really hectic, things will just sort of flash up on the screen of like weird sort of photo reel imagery. So there's there's some sort of line being blurred there. Okay. So blurring, blurring the line between reality and, uh, and cartoons, between hell and the surface world. That's, yeah. All right. That's okay. This this has many many layers, many levels, like an onion. <laughs> uh, I just 
just based like on Ogo. design. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, just based on design, like, looking at Snowflake himself, he has these, like, wonderful, like, large eyes that remind me a lot, especially with the color of, like, Courage the Cowardly Dog. Like, oh, he yeah. has no idea the situation he's in. <laughs> and, and can't no, really do anything exactly. about it but to keep moving forward and to just pray nothing gets him. That's that's bang on, actually. Yeah, it's a good read. Okay. Nice. Good job. Right? Good job. Uh, One of the main sort of influences has really been um, just on the art style and the sort of tone is, um, do you know Jonan Vasquez, the guy that did uh, Invader Zim? Yes. Yeah, borrowed a lot from that in, in terms of yeah, art style and things like that. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it is... I, I, obviously, this is an audio podcast. I cannot stress to people enough that you have to take a look at this because this poor bunny, this is so dark. <laughs> <laughs> and utterly, like, just terrifying for this rabbit. Um, but the backgrounds look, like, so vivid. And um, you kind of... Uh, especially just kind of flipping through the screenshots that are on um, Steam, uh, you work in a lot of colors that aren't necessarily associated with, um, like, places like the hell itself. Um, there's a lot of, like, uh, darks and greens and um, almost like yeah. a thing going on, too, which is just, like, fantastic. Well, I wanted it to be, like, like the, the first levels are definitely very sort of uh, stereotypical hell with the lava and a lot of yellows and stuff. But I wanted the journey to sort of become increasingly more nightmarish and abstract as you go on. So, like, as you start to climb, you you, you reach a, a subterranean forest, and then eventually it starts to turn into, like, space-themed stuff, and you're, you're floating through low-gravity levels, and it just sort of gets weirder and weirder as you go up. Nice. So it, it doesn't get more normal as you get closer to the... Back to... to no, it's, quite, it's, quite it's the weird. opposite. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, you mentioned uh, that the game kind of has some some stealth mechanics and stuff like that, and obviously you've got the the different animals that you can use. Um, are you able? Is there combat in the game? Can you attack enemies, <laughs> or is it totally trying to evade and get around enemies? You can attack enemies. Um, you have to stop moving to attack, which is a bit of a, a limitation. Like it. it sort of encourages you to, to not really stand and fight, as well as the fact that you can't actually kill any of the enemies, aside from a couple that will just sort of blow up on their own to try to kill you. So, like, even something like a, like a little crab, like, you can you can sort of knock it down, but it'll get up within a couple of seconds. And so it's all just to encourage you to just keep running, just keep moving, hide, don't fight. <laughs> okay. Um... Just kind of watching the the trailer and looking at the screenshots and stuff, yeah, it looks the the first thing that actually pops to my mind is Super Meat Boy, um, in terms of just kind of a, a crazy looking two D platformer. But it seems like it's got a lot more going on than just than just jumping around and kind of sliding on walls and stuff like that. Um, you mentioned um, Metroid as far as having like an open world. Are you are you getting any upgrades like Metroid or? Um, you can upgrade the character, but every time you die, it, it, it resets your 
your, your current progress, like in, in terms okay. of where your character is. So you can get like a double jump, and you can improve your attack ever so slightly, like not enough to actually kill enemies, but you know, give yourself a bit more of a chance. Can improve your max health and get shields and things like that. But yeah, it's they're not they're not permanent upgrades. Okay, and those are uh, kind of going with the uh, the ninety nine chances. So is that like if I die and I've got ninety eight chances left, then whatever progress in terms of leveling up is is gone. Yeah, that's right. All, okay. all, all the improvements you've made on your character will, will be gone. Um, there are checkpoints, though. But yeah, you <laughs> when you uh, die, the, the checkpoints they drop you essentially like down the middle of the pit. And so you've got you've got to sort of navigate your way through to the sides to stop yourself from from falling down. Mm. Okay. All right. Um, my brain just forgot the question that it had moments <laughs> ago. Right. Let's. So I, I start playing um, Snowflake Chance. I get really good. Snowflake Chances obviously improve. Um, for kind of the run, as it were, um, how long is is poor Snowflake subjected to the pit? If he were to get out, like that, you know, this is it. I'm going from the bottom to the top. What are we talking about? Hmm. Well, it would depend on how often you died. I mean, if you could do it all in one chance, which is possible, you're probably looking at about three hours. But I mean, in, in reality, you're, you're going to die a lot. <laughs> well, I just I, I naturally I see this stuff, and I'm I'm a big fan of like speed runs and watching, uh, like you know, like the 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 top level players like tear not like tear things like this apart, but literally like get into it. I'm um, so much that there there are people out there that will eventually make that run, and they will make it look stupid easy uh, when <laughs> it happens. And so I'm just like I I, I always kind of want to see it done at that level where especially something that's just absolutely like stunning um, like this where this poor little bunny like like finally gets his due yeah no look I, I'd love to see those, those sort of playthroughs it's it would be a challenge and a half though I'll tell you now <laughs> it would probably take a, a lot of practice I'm sure those people do practice a lot they're, they're crazy oh that's true uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so on the uh, on the website, you mentioned that there's some power ups. Are the power ups equivalent to the leveling up, or is that a whole other kind of system of things that uh, you're you're getting? Oh, you don't level up per se. Like you, you improve your character through these power ups. Okay. Um, and so yeah, they're as I said, they're just sort of basic things like you improve your health slightly and uh, gotcha. in your attack slightly. I didn't want to. Uh, give you too much too many tools at your disposal like the going for i'm going for a real tension sort of atmosphere so i, I, I don't want to give you too many too many ways out <laughs> can't can't make snowflakes chances too good right that's right gotcha. okay um as far as uh going back to the the lives i think this is the the question that i briefly forgot um is there any way to get more as you're you're playing or is is 99 kind of the set number and once you're once you reach 99, you, you start back from the, the very beginning. Yeah, no, that's it. You, you can't... There's no, no possible way of getting more lives. Okay. And um, 
to compound things, there's like an evil counterpart of you that every time you die, they get a little bit bigger and a little bit stronger, a little bit better at hunting you. Um, it's sort of a bit like, uh, you know, the ghost in Spelunky that comes when you run out of time. It's like that, but it, it starts off as like a little, almost like a sperm-looking thing, and it just gets bigger and bigger to the point where it's just this, this nightmare that's chasing you through the whole level. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted the I wanted the deaths to like I wanted the players to to feel the deaths, you know, like because you've got a lot of lives, but I wanted it to sort of matter. So you'd you'd really be kicking yourself when you died. You've got like one less life to deal with, as well as this more powerful thing that's hunting you all the time. God, that sounds so stressful. I'm just like sitting here, <laughs> just like ah, oh, huh? That's <laughs> I don't know if I can handle that. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, it's uh, tense. Yeah, it very much sounds that. Um, so as as far as, I imagine, again, going back to kind of the uh, power-ups that you're getting and stuff, those are, are those pretty easy to come by if you're going to be theoretically losing them often? Um, or are they in, like, set locations a... around the map? How, how does that they take the form of a little flora that, that spawn in random locations around the map, as well as you can get power-ups from like little little vases that, that you find. Um, it sort of depends on how long your run is. Like, if you can go a while without dying, you, you'll probably end up getting most of the upgrades. Carl, did we... Oh, hey there. Oh, yeah, there you are. Ah, what's your perspective there? That was weird. Um, <laughs> you, you were saying that um, if you can go for a while, you can get uh, most of the upgrades, and that, that's where you cut off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, you, um, you, you'll end up, you know, acquiring, like, the, the whole sort of spectrum of, of, like, a fully upgraded character relatively quickly, but you, you do, you die so often that it, <laughs> that it means you've, you've only ever got one or two upgrades at, at a time, usually. Okay. Um, how quick is kind of the the respawn time? Respawn time um, when you're playing the game? Because I don't know. For something like uh, going back to to Super Meat Boy, like one of the things that makes it possible to die just over and over again um, is that like as soon as you die, you're kind of just boom going back. Um, is that is it pretty instantaneous when you die? You're like kind of right back in the thick of things yeah no it's it's pretty much instant but um as i said like when you respawn you you're not dropped in a safe location you're dropped like right down the, the barrel of the pit right and so there is there's, there's a moment there where you have to sort of like gather yourself and, and figure out the best place to, to drop down and start climbing back up again okay now are you are you always dropped from the same location when you die when you no respawn? so the uh the checkpoints just basically amount to the height that you get dropped from. Okay. So, like, you... Yeah, so as, as you get more, you, you get dropped from higher, and it's easier to find your way back up to where you were. Gotcha. Okay, and so there, there's not a way of, like, actually killing yourself could make you drop from a different location that could actually make it easier to progress. Or could it? Yeah, you probably wouldn't want to do that, no. Okay. All right. That's fair. Just wondering. Um. Uh, as as far as uh, stealth goes, um, 
you've got your you got your puppies that you can throw at uh, you know the, the demons and gargles and, and whatnot uh, to uh, distract them. But what what other kind of mechanics do you does Snowflake have at his disposal to uh, evade and, and get away from the nasties? Um, so there's a sort of Abe's Odyssey style stealth system where there'll be um, parts of the level that are, have shadow or that you can sort of duck behind, and it's that that basic mechanic of enemies will have line of sight and you can sort of creep up behind them from spot to spot. Um, different enemies will have sort of different ways of tracking you, so there'll be like, there's these lemurs that hurl a barrage of uh, throwing knives and things at you. And it's just sort of about like learning learning the patterns that they move around in. Okay. Um, when when things are throwing knives at you, how much damage can can Snowflake take? Um, you start off with two hit points, which okay. you can double with an upgrade. Um, but a lot of things will kill it. Like the knives, they'll take off one of your hit points. But a lot of things will just kill you in one hit. Like if you land on a spike, that's it. Or if one of those pig gremlins gets you, you're done for. Pig gremlins. That's. That's. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, I say that like you should know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're gremlins that are that are pigs. <laughs> that makes sense. That's a good name. <laughs> uh, what are some of the other? Uh... You know, crazy, nasty things that you're going to be seeing as you try to escape. Uh, you've got um, T-Rexes. Um, there's these owls that... Um, it's a bit hard to explain. But if you if you go too close to them, they uh, start sort of pumping your head with all these uh, sparkly things. And if, if you get hit with too many of them, your head will explode, pop like a balloon. They're like these weird sort of psychedelic... <laughs> Mind like like scanners, owls kind of thing. <laughs> um, what else do you got? Uh, there is Satan that you have to fight at one point. Okay. And uh, there's uh, swarms of bats. Uh, there's also like other rabbits that have that have found themselves in the same situation, and that's like a whole sort of they uh, they're like uh, what's the word sentries, and they they open and shut their eyes, and you've got to you got to, like, move when they're not looking at you or freeze when they are. Hmm. So you can't befriend the rabbits. Uh, I would not those ones. To... <laughs> <laughs> there are smaller sort of bunnies that you can quote-unquote befriend. And How does that... Snowflake not just die of a heart attack? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe the, the curse of the, the pit is probably preventing Like, that. also, did it, it must have granted him, like, just... Well, like thoughts well beyond that of a normal bunny, because like, <laughs> like outside of just staying in that first room until you die of starvation, uh, because moving <laughs> is is obviously death. Um, like the ability to to get out and get over these things and just get past something called a pig gremlin, um, <laughs> it, it speaks well of his uh, like uh, genuine heroic nature. Yeah, I think so. Or at least his uh, degree of self-preservation. Maybe it's the uh, maybe it's the cursed corn. Maybe is that maybe that's what keeps him alive ninety-nine times. He's already died once of a heart attack, so he had a, an yeah. even hundred, and now for whatever reason that corn keeps him alive ninety-nine more times. So maybe he did. Die, yeah, right? I, I tend to think that has has something to do with it. Yeah. Okay. okay. That makes sense. 
and in this weird, twisted, messed up world that we're <laughs> <laughs> that we are living in right now. Uh, That's right. <laughs> oh man, that's just that's a lot to take in. That's <laughs> where where did all of this come from? Like you mentioned, kind of you know just the um, yeah the impact of seeing animals die is is definitely something that um, can either be quite touching or funny if if done you know, in, in the right way, but, um, this, this is just, this is crazy. Like how, <laughs> what, what place did this come from? That's that kind of all this, that you know, pig gremlins fighting Satan. Um, you know, the, the fact that you're a bunny, like how, I, I guess the, the question I'm asking, what's the inspiration for kind of all of this? Um, I like, uh, sort of, Pushing people's moral buttons, like, okay. um, like, did you ever play a game uh, Gods Will Be Watching? I I've not. In, no. Indie yeah, game I came remember, out recently. Ish. I remember seeing it, but I I never actually uh, played it. It's but like I... it presents you with a lot of uh, like moral dilemmas, essentially. Like there'll be a hostage situation, and you know you'll have a choice of like, what do you want to do? Do you want to like gonna kill this hostage or like let this one go? And it's it's all sort of got a real moral focus. And I wanted to do something like that. Like that's largely why the the critters that like the puppies and things is such a a, a big part of it. I want people to sort of question themselves <laughs> when, when when they uh when they do things like like use a puppy dog as bait. Okay. I got you. That's. I, I think that'll do it. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Uh, I think th- puppies are probably like the universal thing that are, is is adorable to everybody. Um, so that's sacrificing puppies for your own good. Uh, would yeah, definitely. I so. <laughs> and that's why I made the other the other main critter that you that you play around with like that is just another little bunny which I thought added a, a whole other layer of like a, a bunny sacrificing other bunnies <laughs> yeah yeah that's uh, that's that's quite twisted um, a bunny doing everything to survive <laughs> yeah I like, gotta, what, do what gotta do this bunny gets out how is he like obviously he's gonna live but this is gonna this is a changed bunny this is like that yeah. the dark bunny that just you find out in the field, and it's like no, none of the other animals go near it because they know what he's done. He <laughs> knows a what bit he's of done. A twist at the end with regards to that, but I, I don't think I'll spoil it. No, 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 don't do that. Yeah, definitely don't. Excellent, excellent. Brian, do you have any any more questions for the game before we jump into uh, the end game? Nope. Nope, I'm good. I think uh, I think we definitely have, should do that. We, um, have we asked all the questions that we can take? <laughs> I've got poor rabbit. <laughs> poor rabbit. But we like to end our end our uh, end our interviews with a little bit of a a personal questionnaire. Uh, we call the end game. That's more focused on you than uh, than on the game or this poor poor animal. Um, yeah. So first question: If, if you want to also try to answer for Snowflake, uh, you're more than welcome to do that. But at least, <laughs> at least answer for yourself. Snowflake <laughs> like has enough problems. So, uh, so uh, question number one: um, Who is your favorite video game protagonist? Hmm, 
that's a good question. Um, I might go with Guybrush Threepwood from Monkey Island. I, I like his uh, chirpy optimism. You'd like optimism. <laughs> All right. That's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a man of many contradictions. <laughs> Excellent. That's acceptable. That's acceptable. Okay, so flipping the coin, second question. Who's your favorite antagonist? Hmm. Um, maybe I'll go with the narrator from Stanley Parable. Does that count as an antagonist? He's definitely antagonizing, so I'll, I'll go with that. <laughs> All right, cool. So. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> That's, That's great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> question number three. I mean, uh, you you make games, um, and, and you kind of have like a uh, in the perspective of the uh, the video game industry as a whole. Um, are is there anything kind of small or anything going any kind of trend going on um, that you think um, there should be that people should be taking more advantage of? Um, something that maybe is, you know that you think is just so great that you'd love to see this kind of everywhere. Yeah, um, something I've been really uh, interested in is um, just the idea of like Twitch viewers being able to interact with the games that they're viewing. I think that's that's something really awesome. Like like things like Cluster Truck and Party Hard and stuff. Like that. <laughs> that's, that's a really great thing. And also um, Sanity Meters. Uh, it's good to see those are becoming more popular again. I think just about every game could use one. What what recently has had a uh, a sanity meter in it? I know the um, but um, amnesia last game. Um, Curious Expedition. If you've heard of that one, I have not. Uh, it's um it's like a sort of Victorian uh, like expedition, like an adventurers club simulator kind of thing where you 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 pick like. Victoria, you can be like Charles Darwin or someone, and and you go trekking through the jungles of Africa, and you've got to like keep your party from uh, turning into cannibals and all that sort of thing. It's good fun. Oh God, that's that sounds like like the true successor to Oregon Trail, right there. That's yeah, it is. I I, I like it a lot better than Oregon Trail, actually. Okay. <laughs> nice. That's stopping stopping your uh, group from becoming cannibals sounds way better than just you know not dying of dysentery. That's, that's yeah, well, that's always an option, too. <laughs> Sanity, yeah, uh, all right. And do whatever we can do to not die of dysentery, you know. <laughs> that's how it goes. Uh, next question, flipping the coin on this one as well. Um, are there any kind of tropes or anything you'd like to to see kind of go away? Oh, yeah. Um, this, I mean, I, I feel like games are just too easy for the most part these days. You get too many checkpoints, too many save spots. Um, like, I feel like finishing a game used to be a bit of an achievement, but now you, you sort of expect it if you buy a game. I'd like to sort of see a bit of a return to, to more difficult games in general. Alright. That's certainly fair enough. Yeah. Um, so you, you are doing uh, the good work. Well, I... You know, you're making games kind of doing that, but at the same time, I mean, you are hopelessly slaughtering this bunny uh, multiple <laughs> times over. Um, if you were given the option uh, to do anything else with no restrictions, is there any other profession you'd like to try? Hmm. Um, Emperor of Earth? Is that a, a real profession? <laughs> it depends who you ask. 
mean, um, we can I don't say know, maybe no I'll go limits. With astronaut. So... Yeah, well, you did. That's what, that's what made me think yeah. of that. <laughs> um, astronaut, maybe, as a as a slightly more realistic second. Well, that's fair enough. Point. All right. I mean, if you want to be the emperor of Earth who dabbles in astronautism, then why the hell not? <laughs> I'm sure I could make that happen as, as emperor of Earth. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. Either works, uh, though. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, that's all. You know, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> I'm easy, yeah. That's right. I like that. Emperor of Earth. At least, you know what? At least you're honest. You you were the person who did take over everything. Nobody else has ever copped to that. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, penultimate question. Getting to the end here. Um, if you could play any game again for the first time, what would it be? Hmm. Um, might give another Monkey Island answer here and go Monkey Island Three because I always want to replay it, but it, it doesn't have a lot of value if you if you know all the puzzles. So I'd, I'd love to go into that with a fresh mind. Hmm. Okay, that's cool. That's totally fair. I, like, why three as opposed to like one or two? Um, I love the voice acting in three, and mm-hmm. uh, it's got an awesome like hand-drawn sort of looking animation style like the, the animation's just unreal in it it's absolutely fair enough all right final question this is the weird one um at the end of our lives when we come to the gates of the mushroom kingdom and toad is there to greet us with a book of our deeds what would you like him to say to you before he lets you inside um <laughs> Probably like him to explain what, why the afterlife's Mario themed. That would be my main, <laughs> my main curiosity at that point. This is this is good. Who he, did this? He said that he wanted to be Emperor of Earth, and he's he's the first one to question why heaven is <laughs> is a Mario level. <laughs> so I'm going to tear it all down. Heaven and the earth. There's authenticity <laughs> that cannot be denied. Absolutely. Oh. All right. That's it. Well, yeah. I mean, Carl, thank you so much. Um, we have reached the end uh, of the end game. Um, and you know, in, in honor of this, uh, Jonathan, why don't you why don't you go ahead and tell him what he's won? Well, Carl, congratulations! You got a one way ticket out of the pit. You don't even have to use your ninety nine lives. Um, that that's all we have for you, uh, except our undying love and respect. Thank you so much for for sitting down and humoring our uh, crazy questions about your crazy game. Uh, if you could send us out though by letting our listeners know where they can go to find out more information about Snowflake's Chance. Yeah, um, probably best place is just to look it up on the Steam Store. Um, it's out on March sixteenth, and. Um, or you could go to carlmorganart.com slash snowflakeschance. Awesome. Well, thank you once again, and uh, good luck as you kind of finish up development here and, and get that game out the door uh, right around the corner. And um, good luck with, uh, with what you do next. Awesome. Thanks for having me. It was fun. 